you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message from Senior Pastor John Lofton. Um, God is able to take us from persecution to promotion. You know, an earthquake can shake the foundation of a society. Hurricanes like the one we just experienced called Matthew can come in and and pretty much uh, wipe away all of our treasures. Uh, A terrorist attack uh, will keep everybody on edge. And uh, every time you turn on the TV, there's a loss of another civilian or another police officer like yesterday, two police officers killed. Racial tension incentivizes anger and violence. These tragedies can cause us to think that God is absent from our situations or worse, that he is impotent to change them. See, we can get so bogged down by the darkness and what's going on in the world today. Even us as Christians can say, man, I don't don't know if God can do anything about this situation because there's so much happening. So 25 centuries ago, these Jews found themselves in a precarious quagmire because now you have a Babylonian nation led by King Nebuchadnezzar came into Jerusalem, attacked Jerusalem, destroyed Jerusalem, destroyed the holy temple, and then carried off the people into Babylon. I pretty much would say that they were pretty much in a precarious predicament. Uh, Some pretty amazing things was happening. So the purpose of the book of Daniel and this message this morning is to give the people of God hope during times of the Gentiles. Now, I said times of the Gentiles because let me see if I can refresh your memory. In the book of Luke chapter 24, verse 21, verse 24, Jesus says he refers to that time between the Babylonian captivity and the return of Jesus being the times of the Gentiles. This is what this means. It is a time when God's people live under an ungodly world uh, uh, dominion. That's the time we live in now. We're Christians living in this worldly society dominated by selfishness, pride, arrogance, and greed. Would you agree with that? That's called the times of the Gentiles. But listen, we may be in the world. Come on, saints of God. We may be in the world, but we'll not so if, if, we, if we are in the world, but we're not of the world, then we shouldn't talk like, act like, speak like, dress like the world. See, we come from a different world. We didn't come from the, we, we're just visiting this place. We're not citizens of this place. We're citizens in the heaven. And so when, when people say, well, I want to look like the world and win them over, then, uh, then you got the wrong concept because you can't win people over looking just like them. You got to be different. Amen. The church, when the church capitulates to the world and then we bring in all of that worldly stuff into the church so that we can be more acceptable, then we become just like the world. There's no anointing. Nobody's getting healed. Nobody's getting saved. Nobody's getting delivered. Because you can't get delivered from a motivational speech. It's the, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. And I don't know about you, saints of God, but I've heard a lot of motivational speeches. And uh, I might have goosebumps, but goosebumps can't deliver me. We're in this world, but we're not of this world, saints of God. 
And so in the midst of a godless America and an ungodly world, we must never forget Daniel chapter 5, verse 21. It says that the most high God rules. Never forget who's on the throne. It doesn't matter who's in the White House. That don't change the throne. We got to pray about who's going to be there. Good God Almighty. And we got to pray like never before. Because we're living in a godless America. And we got godless people running it on both sides. But you got to remember that is the most high that rules in the kingdom of men. And so what's your perspective when you see politics? Do you see politics over your Christianity? Or do you see Christianity over your politics? Because if your Christianity is under your politics, then your politics is your God. I know y'all don't come from that kind of stuff, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. It's, it's not my job to be up here to tell you who to vote for. You're out of line as a pastor when you do that. Voting for somebody is a personal choice. That's your personal choice. Whatever you, whoever you vote for, that's who you vote for. But listen, saints of God, if somebody vote against the person that you ain't voting for, shut your mouth. And you're the same one that get mad. Well, you don't tell me who to vote for, but you'll get mad at somebody else for voting for the person that you didn't vote for. Let that crap go. We got too many bigger fish to fry. I ain't fussing with none of y'all. I know who I'm going to vote for. I'm going to vote. And I'm moving on. I'm praying. Now, I'm getting ready to email you some facts because I'm all about facts. I, I pull both parties. Just take a little side note. I pull the platform for both parties, 66 pages for the Democrats, for the Republicans, and 60 pages for the Democrats. And I broke it down based on what's important to us. You can vote based on facts. I'm going to give you some facts, not rhetoric, talking points, or CNN or Fox News. I read it, and I wrote it down, what they're, what they're going to stand for. Now, you can get mad at the email all you want. Really don't care. Because you can, I'm going to send you the links where you can go read the platform for yourself. At that point, my job is done. But you can't complain about what you permit. Can we move on? All right, let's move on. Write this down. Don't allow the darkness of this world to overcome the light that is in you. Jesus said in, 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 in John chapter 12, verse 46, I'm going to just read it to you. You can write it in your notes. Jesus said, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me shall stay in darkness. Saints of God, you are not supposed to be in darkness when Jesus took you out of darkness. And, and then we hype up the devil all the time when we should be talking about Christ. He goes on to say, if anyone hears, anyone hears, hears is in the present tense. If anyone hears my words but does not obey them, I do not judge that person. This is what Jesus Christ says. For I did not come to judge the world but to save the world. But all who reject me and my message will be judged on the day of judgment by the truth that I have spoken. That's a whole lot of stuff, but let me break this thing down. Jesus, nor the church, don't judge people. But the truth that I preach... We'll judge you. So we're not judging you. It's the word that I'm preaching is going to judge you. Why? Because it's the word of truth. The truth is the only thing that sets people free, Jesus says. So when you come get a little watered down word, you might feel judged because you don't hear any truth. 
But when you hear the truth, Jesus says, if you hear it and you don't obey it, you just rejected him. Therefore, you will be judged. So if you don't want to feel judged, just receive his truth. Period. It's very simple, saints of God. Most of the people who get convicted in church anyway, it's not the church judging them. They just want to live in sin and don't want nobody else to talk about it. That's all it is. Y'all, now, there you, pastor, you tell me how to legislate how I live. That's all that is. See, you say, yeah, no, I don't go to that church. So, so they, don't, they don't talk to that mess to me anymore. They usually say, well, I don't go to that church because they, they, they judge me. So what, what are they preaching? <laughs> well, you know, you know how, how churches do. No, I don't know how churches do. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how churches do. Aren't, aren't you living with that woman? Did you, have you married her? Don't y'all have kids? So the church is judging you. Not Sam said, not me. <laughs> Sam said, I got that, I got that fixed. <laughs> Praise God. And so isn't it amazing, saints of God, people who live like hell get mad at the church when the church says you shouldn't. How about that? When the Bible declares that as a minister of the gospel, I have the authority just to preach the truth in love. And the reason I preach truth is because I love you. That's why the only reason I'm standing up here as a pastor is because I love you. Let me tell you something. Man, Elaine can be a lot of places today. Trust me, we could have left Gatlinburg and just kept on driving. <laughs> I'm not lying. We can be a lot of places. But God called us to this place because he gave us an incredible love for his people. That's why I stand up here to give you the truth. Yes, I know I'm going to be ridiculed. Yes, I know people are going to talk bad about me and my wife. They're already doing all of that. Yes, people ain't going to like what we're preaching. And yes, people are going to come to the church. They're going to stay for a while and they're going to leave. But I told you the difference between Christians who are like leaves and Christians who are like limbs. And see, leafy Christians, they, 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 they fall on you when the seasons change. Some of y'all will get that going home today. But when you're a limb Christian, it doesn't matter how many leaves fall, the limb is still there for more leaves. Amen? And so we need to be stable in the house of God. Amen? So, so listen, one of the most vulnerable times, listen to me close. One of the most vulnerable times of Christians that are trying to be a light is in the midst of going through persecution. And I'm speaking from experience, Right? One of the most difficult times for you to be a light to other people is when you yourself is having a hard time. How many of you can relate to that right there? Right? B because, two hands, sister. Yeah, because when you're going through yourself, man, you're just trying to figure that thing out. Right? And people, people see that, though. But listen. God is not, and I'm going to say this, I'm not trying to be rude or, or, or insensitive. God is not looking for schizophrenic Christians. If you're suffering from that, I, I am not talking bad about it at all because it's, it's serious, right? It's an ailment. So when I speak of that, I'm speaking spiritually, not in the natural because you need help. But if you're a schizophrenic Christian, that means you're up and down, all around, all the time. Right. And God has to get us to a place to where we are stable. Do you not know that the only way we have to, the only way we can get stable is for us to go through more stuff? Otherwise, how will you know if you're stable or not? 
So it's like faith. How will you know you have faith unless your faith is tested? The Bible says now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And see this evidence. So what kind of evidence can people see that you have faith? Because, see, when the forensic officer, when they go to a scene, they're looking for evidence. You can see evidence. So our faith is not blind. You can see it. That's why when, when they brought in that one man, the forbearing one, Jesus looked up at the roof and he said, I see their faith. Yes, yes, yes. Faith can be seen. Faith is in your action. It's like love. Love is an action word. You can't tell somebody you love them, then you beat them. That's not love. Love is an action word. If I tell you I love you, I love you for real. I love you to the end. You my, you my ace, girl. You my road dog. Praise God. We're we going to go for this thing. Amen? That's, that's a love. It's an action word. I, we show that. When we say we love somebody in the church, our actions should prove that out. When we say we're going to pray for somebody, don't forget about the person. And then when you see them and you say, I've been praying for you, stop lying. Can we just get truthful and say, you know what? I meant I had every intention on praying for you. Can I pray for you right now? See, that, that goes a long way uh, with your integrity and your character because character is who you are when nobody's looking up. And we have to be privately devout and secretly holy so that we can be ground in privately so God can promote us publicly. But if you're a private hypocrite, it's going to show up in the public. Can I go a little bit deeper? God is able to deliver us, but sometimes that deliverance does not come like we like it. <laughs> Praise God. See, that's what this whole story is about. So the first point I gave you last week is God is able to keep you through persecution. See, see, the first thing somebody wants to pray about is, God, get me out of it. Now, now, notice that was not the prayer of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They didn't pray to get out of the persecution. They said, the God we serve is able to deliver us. You don't hear a prayer, oh, God, get me out, like we do. God, I don't want to be in it. They, that's not, that was not their prayer. They told King Nebuchadnezzar, which is a type of telling the devil, devil, I know what you got for me right there. I see it. And I might have to go through it. But one thing I need to serve notice on you about, the God that we serve is able to deliver us out of your hands. But even if he doesn't, God can keep us through persecution. God said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Can I give you some more word on this? For, but, but before I do, let me give you a couple of points as to why we get persecuted. Here you go. Here you go. You get persecuted for your standards. We talked about this last Sunday. That, what was the standard? We're not bowing down. Oh, I know. I, I understand the whole nation is bowing down. All of your leaders are bowing down. But we will never bow down to a gold idol. We serve a different God. Saints of God, you're not getting persecuted because you're doing something wrong. You're getting persecuted because you're doing something right. Persecution only comes on people who live right. When you don't live right, you get judged. There's a difference between the two. When you live right, you get persecuted. When you live wrong, you get judged. I like that too, but that helps me out. Glory to God, because I was always like, God, what did I do wrong? 
What, what am I doing? What am I not doing, God? It was always what I was not doing. I had no idea it was because I was living right that the devil was attacking me. I had to change my perspective. Somebody say perspective. See, sometimes you got to change your perspective. And see, your standards will dictate how often the devil attacks you. When the spirit, when, when the devil comes in like a flood, then the Lord will raise up a The floods come from the devil because of the standard. If you have no standards, why would the devil even attack you? You're already living for him. Another point, another point why they got persecuted. Because of who they served. You don't get persecuted because you serve Buddha. Where, Where is that? And notice, notice what people in the world do. Soon as something happens and they're like, oh, oh, Jesus. No, I don't say, oh, Buddha. Oh, Muhammad. You know why? Because there ain't no power in it. See, there's only one name given among men by which we can be saved. It's the name of Yeshua Jesus. That's why they say that. What they try to do is desensitize other people to that name. There is no power in any other name but the name of Jesus. That's why we can say that name. And demons fly. But if you don't have it in here, you can't say the name. The seven sons of Sceva in the book of Acts, they thought that they can watch Apostle Paul and do what he did. But just because you come to church don't mean that the church is in you. Just because you can prophesy and how about my bow time buy me a Cadillac don't mean that you saved. You need to have some discernment, and you need to have some fruit. I told you last Sunday, I don't, I don't look at gifts and talents. I look at that fruit. There's a lot of gifted and talented people parading around pulpits this morning. And you see them. Oh, they might say a little note, and you're like, ooh, man, that, ooh, I like that note. Ooh, I got goosebumps. But goosebumps ain't going to save you. And you can parade around all you want to unless you got some fruit. Jesus said, you shall know my disciples by their fruit, not by their gifts or talents or how many people they got in that church or how many people follow their ministry or how many people you got in your organization or how many people are this, that, and the other that we measure things by. He said, I look at the fruit. You know what the fruit is? Fruit of the Spirit. It's not fruits of the Spirit. It's one fruit. If you got the Spirit, you got all the fruit. The reason it's not fruits is because if it's fruits, then you can pick and choose. You can't pick and choose. You, t- you get all of it or none of it. So you get faith just like you get self-control. If you don't have any self-control, then your faith is going to falter. Fruit. Somebody say fruit. fruit. Uh, don't spit on somebody. Don't spit on somebody. <laughs> all right. It's, fru- it's not fruits. I know, the, I know the song says fruits of the Spirit, but read your Bible. It's one fruit with nine aspects in that one fruit. Amen. Somebody can check me on it. I think I'm right, but you can check me on it. Amen. (laughs) It does say fruit. (laughs) One fruit. So the world likes fruits of the spirit because the world want to take that good part of Christianity, but they don't want that part about self-control legislating lifestyle. I do love Jesus, but Jesus should love what I do. No, 
the gospel is not affirmational. The gospel is transformational. Yeah, we want you to come as you are so that you can be transformed. I am not going to affirm somebody living in sin. And neither is Jesus. Yeah, and we love you. We love you to the core. But I love you enough to know what the Bible says and what it doesn't say. Now, we do need another measure of love when it comes to dealing with fornicators and liars and homosexuals. Come on. It's, 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 it's a sin. Now, we do need to go to another level of love because love covers a multitude of sin. And that's the only way they're going to get delivered is they got to see that we love them for real. Amen. And none of this fake Christianese stuff. Nobody's going to get delivered from a fake love. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you, let me tell you this, and I'm, we're going to move to the next thing. When I was in the world, I knew when people were faking it, and just like you did. Come on, come on. You, now, now, you saw it. Before, as soon as they got it off of their lips, good, you said, you ain't faking. Don't you know when people come into the church, and you come up there with your little old smile, oh, bless the Lord, hallelujah, we're so thankful that you're here. Don't you know they're looking right through you? Because as soon as somebody come on with a nicer suit, there you go. You want to sit up here? See, when you go to church and you're looking for a check rather than souls, there's something wrong with the church. I look at souls. I, I'm not even concerned about the check. If I do souls, I get the check. Keep first things first. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and his right and his righteousness. You know what people say? Oh, the Bible says just seek God first. Well, you better be righteous. You know what righteousness means? Right living. You know what else is tied to righteousness? Holiness. You know what holiness means? That you're set apart for God's use. And we must be meat for the master's use. And we're supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And if we're not, if we're not meat for the master's use, how can we be the hands and feet? He's not going to have a perverted hand walking in perverted feet. Yes, you might be in the church and you might think that you are saved. Because you got some pastor now that don't preach the true gospel. They say we must repent of our sins. All of us from the one that's talking all the way down. Talk to me, somebody. They were persecuted for those two reasons, guys. Man, so listen, look, look at what you're going through differently. Right? Let me give you this one. Write this one down. Don't allow governmental bullying and cultural intimidation to keep you from serving God. Don't let the government bully you. Don't let this culture bully you. I shall not be denied. No, we're not backing down. Listen, that idol that Nebuchadnezzar put up, the culture just put up an idol right here in America. It's called a gold idol of homosexuality. And that idol wants all of us just to be complicit, just do what you want to do with the bathrooms. You just have your way. We just want to love you. Uh -uh, I'm standing flat-footed. Just like Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego. Because when something is right, we must stand for it. Listen, 
This is what Isaiah said in Isaiah chapter 5. He said, there's coming a day when people will call good evil and evil good. We're living in that day. And Isaiah wrote that 500 years before Christ. And it's just like you're reading a newspaper. There's coming a day when people will call good evil and evil good. You want to live right? No, that's evil because I don't, I don't like that church stuff. Why? Because the church wanna, wants you to live right? <laughs> Why? Because you're out there fornicating and you don't want nobody talking about it? Why? Because you know that was wrong and messed with that man's wife? You didn't know that was wrong when you did it? You knew it was wrong, so why do you think it's wrong for us to talk about it? You knew it was wrong when you did it. They just want to do it and want nobody to talk about it. Hello, come on, saints. That's why I didn't go to church. So before y'all get all holy, I didn't go because I didn't want to hear. I knew I was doing wrong. Nobody in here. No, listen, kids know when they've done wrong, that's why they're liars. We got little liars. Why? Did you do that? No, mama, I ain't do it. You know you did that. Look, I got puppies that lie. Who put that mess there? Oh, no. Come on. I'm telling you, we got two little smart little animals. We can say, who did that? Both of them run to their house, turn their backs to us. You a puppy. You little liar. We were born in sin. We liked it. <laughs> you better tell the truth. Let me look and see who, who didn't like sinning. Let me see who it was. Pastor, um, I just didn't like sinning. You lying. Every sin I did, I liked. I enjoyed it so much, I went back. Again and again and again, right? <laughs> right? The devil knows. So it's not like you didn't like it. We liked it, but we also knew it was wrong. That conviction, right? We knew it was wrong, but then we get mad when somebody else tells us it's wrong. <laughs> Glory to God. Don't be bullied. We got to be stand-up Christians in this bowed-down world. Amen? So Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Amen? God is able to keep you through persecution, but he's also able... Oh, don't look at that one. He's also able to preserve you through a promise. God promised us that he would never leave us nor forsake us. Let me just read Psalms 139. Psalm 139. Check this out. It says, where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall hold me. Good gracious. God is right there. Listen, listen. Notice you didn't see the fourth man until it got into a situation. Three men went inbound, but the fourth man didn't show up until they got in the. The fourth man didn't just show up, the fourth man went in with them. See, glory to God. See, Jesus just didn't go through the back door and just <laughs> pop up. <laughs> no, what happened was Jesus was more visible when the three went through persecution. 
it was always there. It's just that when we go through the right way, then we can portray Christ to the world. Then we can be transformed into the Omajo Day, which is the image of God. So that the world can see Christ when we go through a persecution. <laughs> he can preserve you through that promise. You just got to remember, he didn't leave you. You went right in there with him. You took him there. So a lot of times, if you don't see the posture right, you're sitting in persecution waiting on Christ to come. You brought him there. I don't know how else to say this. Are y'all getting this? Listen, you, you, we, we didn't, Jesus didn't just pop in on this church this morning doing worship. We brought Jesus in here with us. The song says the spirit of the Lord is here. The reason it's here is because we walked in. Jesus don't inhabit inanimate objects. This is just a building. It means absolutely nothing. When we walk out, it's nothing but old tired building. But when we walk in, it transforms into the temple of God. See, when you, you can be at your kitchen sink washing dishes, you just transform the whole kitchen into the temple of God. You can be driving in the car. You can be praying in tongues, going to work. God, just transform your car into the temple of God. Uh, he begins to show you stuff. He begins to give you visions about the people you need to stop talking to and the people you need to start talking to. He'll show you your enemies, and he'll show you your friends. If you get on in there with God and you begin to worship him, he'll show you. He'll give you a good measure. Talk to me, somebody. Woo. Sometimes you can't get to the church, so you have to transform where you are. I have to transform my cube at work. I have to lift my hands to thank you, Jesus, that I don't kill some folks up in here. They bought the about to make me lose my mind up in here. Yeah. Gonna make me act a fool. <laughs> Pastor, how do you know that song? Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's secular. So, three things I noticed. They were faithful through the fire. Notice they didn't run out. They didn't cry while they were in there. Saints of God, remain faithful in the fire. Don't give up on God because he won't give up on you. Remain faithful in the fire. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, but yet not I. But Christ lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And if he loved you that much to give his life for you on that bloody cross, don't you know he don't mind getting in a fiery furnace with you? He already took the pain. He already paid the ransom for your life. And you mean to tell me that little persecution that you're going through is going to run Jesus off when he paid the ultimate price for your life? They were freed by the fire. Let me tell you something, saints of God. 
The same fire that the devil tried to use to bind these guys was the same fire that God used to free them. So in other words, let me tell you, like Joseph said, what you meant for evil, God turned it for my good. See, you can't curse what God has blessed. I know I'm a blessed man. You can't curse me. You can't curse what God has blessed. You are a blessed people. Come on, somebody say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You better know you are. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're his children. He said, no weapon that's formed against me shall be able to prosper. And every tongue that rises up against me shall be condemned because you're blessed. Somebody say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Those he did foreknew, he also predestined to become the sons of God. Somebody say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. For as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Because you're blessed. You put on the robe of righteousness every day when you leave your house. Stop holding your head down when things look bad in the world. They're waiting for you to pick your head up. They're waiting for the church to take a stand. The Bible said, the whole nature is waiting for the sons of God to be revealed. The trees can't do what they want to do because the people in the church, they have been punked out. Nature itself says, I'm waiting on the church. As soon as the church act right, then we can praise God. Just read the book of Romans. That'll, that'll show you. Nature is waiting on us. The trees out there waiting on the birds. The birds are saying, boy, what are they doing in the church? Don't, don't they know our creator? Listen, listen, that might sound funny, but listen. The Bible says that the rocks will cry out. Wait a minute, you mean to tell me that a rock <laughs> loves God more than people? A rock. A rock. Do you realize that when Jesus gave up the ghost, there was an earthquake? The son said, no, not on my Lord. Hold on now. That's the same God that says that I'm going to die for all of the world and the sun refuses to shine? He didn't die for the sun. He died for you. Are you are y'all getting this? So you got to understand how important you are to God. He died for you. Scarcely will a righteous man die for you. <laughs> Scarcely. I think about it. But to go to a cross, boy, we got to talk. Third one, they were fine in the fire. Notice, <laughs> they were walking around. <laughs> Someone said he was walking. They were walking around in the fire. Listen, check this out. Oh, somebody taking a picture of it? I'm sorry. I went too far. All right, get that. Put hashtag C3 miracle in the fire. All right, so we can, we can tag you on that. Okay, listen, write this down. We have to be determined and fully persuaded that God is able no matter the outcome. Somebody say resolve. resolve. See, this is called resolve. It's the resolve that says, but even if he doesn't. But even if he doesn't. Somebody say resolve. resolve. See, faith is not just faith because God says yes. Yeah. 
is, is still faith even when he says no. Okay, let me give you the words. O King Nebuchadnezzar, the God we serve is able to save us from your hands. But even if he doesn't, he's still able. Okay, let me, let me see if I can give you. Oh, yeah, okay. Over in 1 Samuel, Jonathan and his armor bearer, they only had one sword. One. And they were getting ready to fight against a Philistine garrison, which can be, which can be up to 5,000 men. Two soldiers, one sword. Prior to them going to attack the garrison, he told his armor bearer, God, can, let me just give you the word. Let me just give it to you right out of the Bible. I'm not going to paraphrase. He said, it may be that the Lord will work for us or no. It may be. I've never been taught it may be. I've never even seen it may be before. Wait a minute, that helps me. Can I give you another one? Okay, let me give you another one. You remember when Jesus told the boys, hey, listen, go over to the other side. I'll come later. And Jesus comes walking on the water. Okay, come on, come on. He's walk, walking, on, walking on water. He's walking on water. What did Peter say? Lord, what? If it's you. I don't know for sure. But if it is you, bid me to come. See, I want to help somebody this morning because you have, you might have, it may be kind of faith. That's not bad faith because they had the same faith in the Bible. Just because you say it may be doesn't mean that it won't be. It may be. It may be that when the doctor says you have it, you might have it. It may be that. But I still serve God. It may be that I prayed for my child and they still on crack. But I still will serve God because he's still able. It may be that the country is still going to go to hell in a handbasket. But no matter how dark it gets, I'm going to stand with God. Because he's able to deliver us. Somebody shout it may be. But God is still able. And I'm standing firm on the solid rock of Christ. Who's with me today? I want to increase your faith today. I hope you're getting something jiggling around up in there. Amen? It may be. It may be. What if the answer you get ain't the one you want? He's still God. That's what I want you to get today, saints. Yeah, you prayed. You fasted. See, most atheists are atheists who were Christians. And if you, if you try to find out their story, usually the root of it is they prayed about something and they didn't get the answer they wanted, so they became an atheist, right? You know what they didn't understand? It may be. Well, well my, mama, my mama prayed every day. She also hold that floor praying and she still died. It may be she's in a better place. It may be she's tired of hurting. It may be she's tired of all the needles. It may be she's tired of getting MRIs. It may be she's tired of getting chemo. It may be. It may be that she's, she wants to see her Lord and her Savior. It may be. <laughs> all right, let me get your last point so we get out of here. Y'all ready for it? You sure? <laughs> 
Here's the last one. God is able to affirm you through promotion. God is able to affirm you through promotion. Let me read verse 29 for you, and then I'm going to wrap this up, and we're going to pray and go home. Verse 29 says, therefore, I make a decree. Now, this is after uh, Nebuchadnezzar and told Shadrach, Meshach to come out because he saw four men. So he told the four men to come out. <laughs> Notice when they came out, he only saw three. <laughs> Where was the fourth man? He was in them. <laughs> you see, the fourth man wasn't visible to pagans until we go through something. And here we go. We go through something. We want to get out. So God said, no, I can't get you out yet until I'm revealed. I'll, get, I'll let you out when you stop acting like the world. You can't destroy paganism looking like a pagan. You got all the earrings and all the stuff. You look like you were born in a bush country. And how you going to save somebody looking like a pagan? I know it's tight. Promotion. Somebody say promotion. He said, y'all, man, this is incredible. Come out. I got to see this. So when it came out, only three were seen. But look at the posture of this pagan king. Let me read verse 29. Somebody said promotion. He said, no, oh, let me go to verse 28. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying, blessed be God. Oh, my goodness. Did you see the turnaround? See, before the fiery furnace, before the fourth man showed up, before Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego showed that they had some standards about themselves and they refused to serve a pagan god, before then, he was the god. But after that, he said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants, who trusted in him, and they have frustrated the king's words. He's talking about himself. Why? Because when God shows up, he shows how bad you are. Why? Because he's holy. And that holiness will always reveal that spirit of nature. Let me tell you something about what this man said. This is good news for me. And they have frustrated the king's words and yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Verse 29, this is where I've been trying to go. Therefore, I make a decree. This is the king making a decree. He said, I make a decree that any people, listen to the words, thanks of God, that if any people, nation, or language which sp speaks anything amiss against the god of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made as an ash heap because there is no other God who can deliver like this. Goodness! Are y'all getting motivated right about now? Then the king promoted. That's what I've been trying to get to this whole message. They went from persecution. They went from persecution to promotion. 
And see, here's where we miss it, saints of God. Earlier today, the Lord said that I got to take you through a sifting so you'll be prepared for the shifting. The sifting is done through persecution because he wants to promote us. But if we don't take the persecution right, then you won't get sifted and you can't show the fourth man. Woo! I'm ready to run around this church right now. Why? Because I, I got the fourth man in me. See, 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 when I got Christ in me, man, it doesn't matter what I go through. You hear me, Sam? See, what you're going through right now, Sam, it ain't because of something you did wrong. The enemy is afraid of you. See, see, oh, God. See, 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 what you got to understand, saints of God, is how powerful you are and how scared the enemy is of you. And the moment we give up the ghost and we begin to bow down to the enemy is the moment you lose all of your authority. That's why God says, I give, behold, I give you power. Somebody shout power. No, 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 no. Somebody shout power. He said, behold, I give you power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. See, when you got the Holy Ghost in you, I don't care what the devil does. Somebody shout power. power. That's what's flowing deep within you. That's why Apostle Paul told Timothy, stir up the gift that's within you, Timothy. You got something in you, man, that you got to stir up. Let me tell you, I'm talking to somebody this morning. You got something in you you need to stir up. There's something going on inside of you. You need to say, you've been feeling it. You've been sensing. You've been sensing something. You've been sifting something. Something has been happening. You've been sensing a shifting that has been happening. Something has been happening on the inside. Glory to God. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.